Hi, I'm Ray. I just wanted to say something before you listen to this episode. Um, it turns out that it is an amazing and emotional experience, and as I will point out uh, in a minute, uh, it's perhaps best played without any foreknowledge. So, uh, I really recommend that you play this bef- play this game before you listen to the actual play, but uh, it is an amazing game. And if you really want to listen to the AP first, be my guest. But I do 100% recommend that you try and play it without any knowledge of it, other than the fact that I had a deeply emotional experience playing it. Uh, It is fantastic. I love this. Um, But please, enjoy the episode. You're listening to Insert Quest here. My name's Ray, and my pronouns are they, them. Uh, Today's quest is Recollection Gloaming, uh, which is another edition in our series uh, solo, where we explore single-player RPGs. Um, The first season of this is all about the single-person RPGs that were released during the Emotional Mecha Game Jam. Uh, This game really grabbed my attention for a couple of reasons. Uh, Namely, though, uh, it's got a weird name, and uh, when I opened it up to look at it for the first time, the first bit of text, pretty much, uh, says, do not read this uh, game before playing it. Um, So it's got a bunch of prompts in it, I'm guessing, from the first thing that I glimpsed before stopping uh, reading that. And... I have avoided reading any further. Um, so, uh, I've brought up the itch page for the game, um, so that I don't accidentally spoil it before I play it. Uh, and so I'm going to read that out, and then we'll switch over to the game and have a look at it. So, a 300 word game for one player, or for one player to read to another player, uh, who then responds to that. Uh, you are encouraged not to read this game until you are playing it, This game takes anywhere from a few minutes to as long as you want it to last to play. Uh, Content warnings are injury and death. Uh, So it's a pretty small PDF. Uh, And this is by, well, the name of the person on itch is Mossy Toes, um, which is an interesting name. Um, I think they might be an Australian game designer looking at this store because they did a game about the emu war. So, that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, let's take a look at it. So, Recollection Gloaming, a game for the emotional mecha jam by Thomas Herbertson. There we go. Mossy Toes on, I assume, Twitter. Uh, you are it's pretty simple PDF, uh, mostly just text. Um, the title is in sort of a bluish purple, uh, they said, uh, with partial colour blindness. Um, it looks like purple to me, kind of like a lilac. Um, you've got very little in the way of graphic design going into this project, but... I don't necessarily care too much about that sort of stuff because, again, it's worth noting this was made during a jam, so like 
you're pumping out stuff too pretty quickly. Um, the way that they've spaced stuff looks very, for lack of a better word, generous. Um, meaning that everything's been given enough space. It's not crowded. Um, it's a three-word, three-page PDF, and we'll sort of see how we go. So again, there's that bit in bold here that says you're encouraged not to read this game until you are playing it. To play, read prompts aloud, answer questions, and follow the prompts. Uh, so here we have the first prompt. Um, you do not know how the battle went, but your coalition's vast offensive was faltering when you were blown from the sky. What was your mech? What class was it? There's a lot here, so I'm going to do the these section by section rather than sort of respond to all of this at once. Um, it's a couple of questions sort of strung together. What was your mech? What was your mech is an interesting title. I think my mech was a grunt suit, to use a Gundam term. It's the mass-produced mech. Nothing outstanding based on the based on the mass-produced variation of some like super cool prototype. That's sort of how stuff works in Gundam, for example. You have the Gundam and then you have your mass-produced machine. Like the GM. And also, which is actually normally pronounced Jim, which is super weird. Um, so, I think, yeah, this is some kind of mass-produced machine. It doesn't have a name. Um, it's just some machine. It has some machine, uh, designation. I think it's, um, let's call it a Virgo suit, just for ease. Let's say that all the mass-produced suits are named after the Zodiac, and we'll call this one a Virgo suit, a Virgo machine. So it's a Virgo, which is kind of funny to say, but here we are. Yeah, what was your mech? What class was it? I guess it's... I mean, if it's a Virgo, that's sort of telling what class it is. But I think what... When I hear what class, I sort of hear what role. Like, what did it do? And I think it was a... Support machine. I think it had... And this sort of feeds into the next question. What weapons did it have? I think it had very mediocre um, personal weaponry. Maybe like a very basic slow to fire um, weapon. I think it's sort of like a... I think it's sort of like some kind of large machine, large pistol, right? Like a huge pistol for a mech. I think it's probably a 
yeah, it's like a single shot. Well, it's not single shot, like it's semi-auto, but whatever. It's, it's like you fire one bullet. It's meant to be a last ditch kind of defense weapon. It would not be your main weapon. And then I think it has miss, a missile pod on its back. Um, that sort of fires up into the air and then the missiles can be tracked to things. Um, and I think one and on its shoulders it's got two different cannons and one sort of like an artillery cannon for shelling the distance. And then the other is a uh, is sort of like a rotary cannon with like different ammunition types in it sort of like a grenade launcher so I think maybe it rotates in and that's for firing like special munitions like smoke canisters or whatever um, and then I think on one hand it has a flamethrower that like diverts uh, actually no a flamethrower doesn't make sense because like it's fucking awesome for close defense right although it's not very good for fighting with mechs I think it has um a support machine ah I know I think it has on its other hand, uh, like a kind of laser thing that's for like designating targets. So I think it's for, yeah, I think maybe it like aims this laser at things to sort of highlight them for maybe like other artillery units and things like that I think it is yeah that's what I think it is yeah it's just like a bunch of ordnance and I think it's four-legged now that I think about it I think it's this four-legged human torsoed machine with like the barest bones of a personal defense weapon a whole bunch of missiles on its back some kind of huge grenade launcher and a cannon uh, and all of its weapons are for helping other things fight uh, closer to the front. Um, uh, what was your relationship to it, as in to your machine? I think my relationship to it was strained. I think I felt kind of trapped in the machine like it didn't really feel comfortable to fight in it in a way that is difficult to describe um, I can't imagine the cockpit was more cramped than the driver's seat of a car but I still think that it felt restrictive like maybe I wanted to fight differently and but this was what I was given, and this is what I was, how I was told to fight. How did it feel to plummet from the heavens as it crumbled around you? Hmm. These are 
pretty decent prompts so far. Um, I think... Hmm. I'm picturing now like a bunch of these Virgo machines deployed on top of buildings trying to def rain fire off to the edge of this city um, and then I can picture maybe fighting some kind of enemy approach and defending the uh, giving covering fire to the mechs that are up on the front line and I'm picturing the tower that I'm standing on, this like skyscraper, falling apart as I like start tumbling down the side of it and smashing off one building to the other and I imagine feeling just like an immense frustration punctuated by moments of fear as I realize that I don't actually know if this machine can survive falling from that height I don't have any like thrusters to cushion my fall um, and I just start desperately cycling through those variable ammunition types on the grenade launcher trying to find something like wasn't there some kind of weird glue grenade maybe I can cushion my fall and I don't think I find anything before I like smash into the ground you wake up in darkness and agony. Um, full fairness, I glanced down as I was describing falling and saw you wake in darkness and agony. I probably would have just described smashing into the ground if not for that. Um, your, ma your mouth is parched, but your tongue tastes copper. The torso and arm are pinned beneath the crushed mesh of your cockpit, which bears down on you with the inhuman inexorability okay, of steel. I think they mean like it's not flexible. I'm not familiar with that word. Um, not in that context anyway. Um, once your shelter and your second skin now chaotically and treacherously rearranged against you, you cannot feel your legs. Wow, okay, full on. What promise will you break when you do not return from this fight? Who waits for you and what fond memory do you ha of them do you have? Where did you see them last? Mm, three points this time and this time they're a bit more closely connected. I think I'm like crawling trying to yank my arm out of this thing. I say crawling. I'm not really crawling yet. I'm trying to pull myself out of this. I'm struggling and I imagine I can hear the gunfire far off in the distance, like further than it was before. Um, but maybe I can feel a heat that is troubling. Um...
I think that there is another pilot that I met during training. I think we fell in love. And on the day that we were being sent off to join whatever military unit we had to join, I think we made a promise that we would find each other after the war. I think... Yeah, I can remember sort of standing on like a huge ocean dock boarding onto like different ships um, to be sent to different parts of the world and I think it was an unbearably hot day I think it was like a horrid humid tropical heat and I think that heat sort of pulls me back into this moment thinking about how if I can't pull myself free from this thing, I think I'm going to burn <laughs> because either there's an actual fire or the heat I'm feeling is from the exposed reactor of the mech. Both are bad. Uh, darkness. Where does your mind wander? I think as I pass out trying to tug myself free of this machine, I think I see visions of a beach. I think it's overlaid with images of cleaning the beach, of rubbish and then memories of running up and down it and memories of playing in the water with friends memories of swimming out to sea in the rain and being shouted at for not doing it fast enough out to a buoy back to shore out to a buoy, back to shore, out to a buoy, back to shore, over and over and over and over. And then... I think... Let's see what the next prompt is. Pain. Okay. I think I wake up and throw up and sort of feel like a stinging in my lower back like something has shifted yeah pain where do you take refuge I think I shut my eyes and think about a poem half remembered that a pilot I fell in love with had told me can't really remember most of the words but I just keep remembering something about red and white and just kind of repeat these two red and white thoughts trying to 
distract myself from this pain I'm feeling and also trying to focus on anything other than what's probably about to happen to me. You have no conception of or frame of reference for the passage of time. What memory do you return to? Hmm. I think I can remember rocking backwards and forwards, nervously tapping my foot, chewing on gum, and sort of wrapping my fingers across my knuckles of the other hand. And there's the sounds of an aircraft around me and then a warm hand against my cold shoulder and then I remember being in a bed with a warm pair of hands running over my cold body soft touch of warm lips to bare skin you hold that memory in your mind you fix it there how does your faulty recollection tinge this memory with golden nostalgia I think I forget all the awkwardness and the senses of confusion about what I was doing and the fear of moving too quickly and I just remember only the sense of bliss at exploring someone else and being explored what comfort does it bring you? What song do you associate with it? There is this song, and I actually know how to sing this song, but I won't sing it now. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Make Out, but it's a song about lovers not wanting to part ways but knowing that they have to go and tend their lives and how they just want to waste time I say waste time they just want to spend time kissing one another and the immense amount of effort it takes to pull yourself away from someone in that kind of a moment when you know that you can see them again later but you just want to endure this moment. Endure is the wrong word, but you just want to stay in that moment. I think that's the song that I'm remembering. Well, I think that's the song that I associate with this memory. Breathe in.
can you hum a note from it in spite of your dry throat? Can I? <laughs> Breathe in. Hum a note. 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 <laughs> Continue taking breaths. Continue humming notes. When you choose not to hum a note, you die, and the game is over. Okay. concept for a game uh i kind of love that uh i feel super emotionally invested the decision to like connect a piece of music into that and then have you hum it uh that's really inspired and fuck me like hot damn i'm just a lot 
as I was like humming that, I was so reminded of the use of music in Gundam Thunderbolt, which is a mediocre Gundam series in terms of overall writing, but like has really good gun like concepts in it and pretty decent exploration of those concepts. It's just that a bunch of those concepts are like really horrific. Um, and it uses music really well. Like it has some phenomenal music and like it ties into the, um, fiction really well. Um, and the fact and the music that the two protagonists, antagonists, they're both protagonists and antagonists at the same time. And one is slightly more protagonist than antagonist. Um, and it's not who you'd think. Um, but yeah, that sort of reminds me of that. I was just thinking of Gundam Thunderbolt a lot there as I was doing that. And also thinking about like, you know, the people that I love, like romantically love and I'm deeply connected to and the people that like support me emotionally, um, more so than the people that support me financially. Like shout outs to my mom. She's amazing. Um, but we don't have the strongest emotional connection. I was really thinking of, thank you, Facebook. <laughs> um, I was really thinking of, um, what do you call it? Uh, I was really thinking of, like, uh, my closer personal friends, like, Finn and Emma, and obviously I was thinking about Ray, um, thinking a little bit about, I was also thinking a little bit about all the people that I spent time with, um, at Ettencon, because I actually sung a bit of that song to them while I was there, because we were doing, like, we were talking about music and stuff. Um, yeah. And Nika. And Hannah. And Nissa. And Caitlin. And Wilfred. All those people. Hmm. I think that's a really good game. I think that that's like a really emotionally um, confronting game. Um, I think that it has a potential to be really kind of... What is the word? I think it has a potential to be really... Um, opening and raw and by opening I mean like I think it could open old wounds for you um I think it is an emotionally risky and mentally risky endeavor because of that like you could be pulled to somewhere really easily with that game and honestly I think that's what makes it amazing like that is an amazing game I can't think of they're, like, you could improve layout and stuff. Um, I would 
it is right aligned, right aligned, left aligned. It is left aligned at the moment. I would love it if it was center aligned because I just think that it would look better center aligned, but I tend to prefer center aligned text when it's just plain text and nothing else. Um, I think there could be some art in here that would make it a bit more mentally engaging. But truth be told, for much of the time that I was playing that, my eyes were closed, especially once it started having me hum stuff. Like I just had my eyes closed and was thinking about the emotions that it was bringing forth, uh, as well as trying to remember the tune. Um, I hope that the humming picked up. Um, we'll end up seeing how that works in the end. But um, yeah, wow, what a powerful game. I really love that. Um, there's not a lot to say. That's a fantastic play experience. Well done, uh, Thomas Herbertson. Um, I really... Fuck. That's really good. Like, it's a small game, but fuck me. Like, that's... Fuck. God damn. Ha! Holy shoots! I'm sorry for all of you that just listened to that too. Not because, like, I think that that was bad content, but because, like, I don't know how you will be able to play this now um, without being affected by what I did. Uh, this is one of the few things where, like, I think maybe an actual play is bad. I might actually record a diff uh, something else to go in front of this as a sort of warner. Warner? Warning. Um, so if you heard that at the beginning, that's why I did that. Um, yeah, wow. So you can get a copy of this on itch. It is free, as far as I can tell. Let's double check that, actually. Recollection Gloaming. Yeah, so it's called Recollection Gloaming, as you know. And there's a link down below. Um, yeah, that's a really good game. I can't... Yeah. Oh, it's pay what you want. So you can buy it for money. You should buy it for money. Because hot... Damn. That is really good. That's a really cool interactive poem. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it is doing. It's an... I think that's the coolest thing about these games, um, and I'm hoping that as we, once we get out of the Emotional Mecha Game Jam content and move on to Season 2 of Solo, we'll see more of that stuff, but I'm really hoping that this fusion of, um, this fusion of art and performance piece in with role-playing and LARP stuff is going to continue, um... I like this content is like the kind of stuff that I really love making. Like, I mean, I love making adventure RPG stuff and like traditional from where I'm sitting stuff, but these art RPG things, like I fucking love that shit. This is the experimental, like we're going to turn RPGs into like art art stuff that I really love. And that is the kind of, does kind of area of, RPG making that, like, I really feel at home in the most. Um, and it's worth noting that there's not as much money in that area. Like, there's not a whole lot of money in RPGs anyway. There's even less in this, right? Because, like, this is so far from what D&D &D is. And, like, even <laughs> Apocalypse World is closer to D&D &D than what this is, right? Um... This is so far from that, um, 
for lack of a better word, mainstream section. And when I'm talking about mainstream there, I'm talking about market appeal. Um, I think that this is a wonderful piece. I think that it deserves to be paid for, and I think people deserve to buy it. Um, deserve to buy it? I think the, this deserves to be bought, rather, um, and that the creator of this game should be uh, supported. I love that. That was so amazing. Um, please, please uh, go play that. Um, go have a look at it. Go check out their other stuff. I'm definitely going to look at their other stuff. I have no idea how much like this it's going to be. I imagine it's going to be completely different, but I'm hoping that it's going to be in that same area of weird art RPG. Um, yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, I hope that you're enjoying Solo, uh, and farewell from the past. I'm Ray.